Welcome to part two of the Game of Mount Indie Music podcast, the interviews with Chicago's own Molehill. Now, after this interview, we will be playing a song off of Molehill's album Equinox called I'm OK. And uh, so without further ado, here we go with the second half of the Molehill interview. As far as cool music we're listening to, we were talking about like female fronted groups and Trevor was talking about his uh, his girlfriend, uh, Caitlin, a.k.a. Bunny. Shout out to Bunny. But um, she she has really cool taste in music, and she's actually she kind of got me into the band Chromio. I've been getting into like dance music lately, like a lot of electronic music. I really, I mean, yeah, well, I I like Skrillex, and all these guys don't really like Skrillex, but I really like. Uh, I went to Bonnaroo this year and like saw this group Mimosa that I thought was awesome, and yeah, I've been getting into like Chromio a little bit, and then Trevor also got me into Grimes, which I think is yeah, Grimes via is Bunny cool. as well, possibly. Yes, it's true, but yeah, um, I've been getting into like dance music and electronic music lately. I don't know, kind of. No, I mean we're we're truly we're, it's all over the map. We have about like five or six songs that we've been working on that we all listen to in the van on the way here that kind of demoed out through GarageBand. I mean all MIDI instruments. It sounds really amazing. But uh, th- these guys give me a really hard time about my GarageBand arrangements. But it's it, there really are. It's just like a ton of influences, and we uh, try to just take little bites off of all of that and make it into our own. If you have enough influences, you're never suppose you can't really. Yes, less less of a chance of saying somebody that you're copying. If you were sitting in a crowd and watching you on stage, what would you think? Would you think to yourself, oh, wow. "These guys are great"? I think that frontman's the handsomest guy I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Sorry, keep going. Would you think you know these guys are a great touring band, or would you think to yourselves, "These guys are going to go somewhere"? Um, I I think this is a this is a extremely loaded question. Which is I good. Know. Which is good. <laughs> um, how full of ourselves we I really do. are. No, no. I, I think so. We talk about aesthetics a lot in this band, and I think this question has to do with more what setting does somebody see you in? Is it in a bar like Shamrocks? Is it opening for a major act with a proper, you know, like a proper light show? I mean, it's people perceive you like music. I think one of my favorite authors in the world. I'll keep this short. Uh, Chuck Klosterman. I've been reading a lot of. He wrote the many books but he wrote sex drugs and cocoa puss um chuck Klosterman for um i would love to meet this guy sometime but he he makes an argument i think it goes something like this if he ever hears this which he won't probably um <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> no 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 you will not probably not be paying attention to Mole Hill. but he's like when you see an artist 55 percent of it is visual Think of an artist that you like and how many of them don't look like what you thought they'd look like. He goes, it's very few. And he said, what was the number one band? Um, it's It was um, the Pixies. I think he said the Pixies. He's like, they're the kind of band. He's like, you see them and you're like, wow, that is not what I was expecting. But everybody else um, expects that. Going off on a tangent here. But anyway, I think a lot of it has to do with the setting that somebody sees you in. If there are 500 people watching you and some random person comes in there that's never heard of you, I think they're more apt to really pay attention to you than if they go into a bar and they see you playing in front of 10 people that might be like, you know, kind of into you. But Part of it is like the crowd mentality. When you go see a show and you're in a crowd of 10 people, I mean, I got to be honest, I usually don't rage very hard. But if I'm there with like 1,200 people and they're all getting down, well, you don't really have a choice or you're going to be the guy that's like, wow, how isn't that dude? Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of it has to do with um, where somebody sees you. So I've completely dodged answering your question for real. So I'll let you guys (laughs) want to take one of that. Greg, you want to? You got it? Seven? I Greg? think we would definitely critique ourselves a lot of the times. I think we did. Yeah, we're assholes. Um, so we would probably be criticizing ourselves by accident the whole time. I 
I think we uh, uh, recently... Well, first of all, to what Trevor was saying, actually, Trevor's had headed this up a lot too. We've added like a whole like light show aspect to the show, and we're all you know our whole present. We've thought a lot about presentation of the show, which I think I know actually definitely comes across as a more professional package. You know, a lot of it a lot of it is just packaging. Like Trevor said to me in the past, like one thing about Apple products, everybody loves the way it's packaged. Mm-hmm. Like the little container comes in, it's really cool. Yeah, it, it it all it all matters. It all matters, and like yeah. our whole merchandise setup, our whole everything. I think we have a package, and I think people view us as a professional band. First off, and I think recently, and we this has been like a little like moral victory for us. Every show, um, no matter what, uh, you know, whether it's a big crowd, small crowd. Lately, uh, we found sound guys almost always really like us. If no one in the audience likes us, we know we can at least give a free album to the sound engineer. <laughs> no, but sound guys like us and bartenders like us. You know, we sold um, sold CDs to bartenders. We sold T-shirts to sound guys. You know, people, you know, cocktail waitresses are buying stuff from us. The people that are there seeing music every night are responding really well and saying, yeah, you guys are great, you know sign this cd or whatever or you know you know let me get a cd let me get a t-shirt whatever and 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 for every person that comes into that category there are just as many people who as soon as you start the first note just walk out so it's really you know it's like it's like anything else they're gonna be people that really like you and people that don't like you i think me being a music fan would think that we are on the right track yeah yeah yeah, being a music fan because people that aren't like music fans i mean they might not dig it you know they might just want a background background band that plays rolling stones the whole time yeah so i'll turn the question around if you guys were listening to you on the radio would it uh change your views what would you think if you heard mole hill on the radio and was, was listening just as a fan i'm a dick I <laughs> yeah I, I think it would i think it would fit in just fine i mean i don't i think be like yeah cool song who is that probably not on <laughs> You know, well, I guess this is Chicago, but like we always have like one hundred one point nine, like a light rock station. Yeah, I mean, we we have a co- we have a couple songs that are definitely like better for radio format. Like the song "I Hope You're Happy," most people always say it's like, well, if that's your radio, that's your radio song. Which we learned way after promoting a different song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although although I, I you know I, I still think that song is fine. Um, yeah, you're right. But um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'd like it. I freaking, I wrote it. I was like, I was one of the guys that wrote it. I'd hope I'd like it or it'd be a yeah, big yeah. trouble. I'd, I'd like to think it was unique sounding yeah. compared to what else was on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like it. Just like you said, Trevor. I mean, it, it blends together all the things that I like. Uh, I'm a dick. Cause, uh, <laughs> like, I like to meet fans and then uh, tell them they suck. Nice. But I don't do that. I, I really like your guys' shit. I really dig it. Thanks. That's Thank why you. I want to come see you live. I always, you know, hold my uh, biggest opinions back until I see them live because I've heard tons of bands that are Respect. awesome on CD That's and then they suck ass live and they're just dull as fuck. It, oh. what, one of the things that we've actually um, always, like one of our goals is always like, you know, we always want to make a really good album, but like we, we love bands when we hear the album, we're like, the album's great. And then you see them live and it's just like, I couldn't even imagine that it was going to be this good live. It just like took it up a notch. Like Muse is one of those bands that like, when I first got into them, I heard Absolution and was like, wow. And then I started checking out like YouTube footage of them and I saw this um, full concert. Um, they were playing at Rock AM Ring in a rock am ring in Germany in 2004 and I couldn't I couldn't believe 
how much better it was. But again, we're going back to the visual component. It just completely blew me away. I didn't realize a band could could I guess step the game up that much more live. That proof's in the pudding there. I mean, but but like the the live show is. I mean, that's the whole reason we tour. I mean, it's definitely not for the money. It's definitely, it's de- I mean, it's definitely not for a lot of things, but. I mean, one of the, Peter and I, when we first started working together, I immediately wanted to, like, start touring. Peter had explained to me how you couldn't play Chicago five times in one month <laughs> because of the draw. I was like, okay, well, let's go to other places then. Was, but we've, we've definitely been a band that has worked out kinks on the road, and, and it's cost money, and it's been development, but I would rather develop through performance and people critiquing us on performance than all sitting in a room and or in a studio and and saying this is this is what you need to do differently with songs because when you develop live that actually it, it like helps you in the studio because you're learning how to perform and a great performance like you can you can write like a really hooky melody but if you don't have a great performance caught on tape then it just kind of doesn't matter that performance has to jump out at you and it's a great way to learn that is to do it live and the way to gel as a band too that's the writing aspect and that's the playing together aspect and you can definitely hear it in the recording at bands that have played together a lot more often. Well, and yeah, and that we we made a decision on that recording that we wanted to track live as a band, and we kept uh, like all the drums were recorded for that in three in three sessions, and all the bass was kept for three sessions. We redid everything else to to be able to get different tones, but everyone was playing with the like in the same room to make sure that we got got the energy. We didn't want to. At least, yeah, we didn't want to do the one where it's like just record drums, bring the bass in for a week, and you know, there certainly have been like amazing records that have been made made that way. But we, you're you're absolutely right that like we had played live coming into that a lot, and so there was, I mean, the rehearsal was very minimal because everything was already set. You know, at that point, we were like, we don't want to spend any time in the studio doing anything but like doing tones and maybe tweaking an arrangement here or there. But uh, yeah. Making the pretty noises. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like put, putting it's like putting the icing on the cake. You know, yeah. we already have Greg segment bird sounds. No, I don't know. We've always, we've also always wanted to be a uh, like a live band. I mean, I think since day one, that's been our goal: is be like, if we're gonna be anything, we're gonna be like a kick-ass live. Well, band. that's who we admire. We're, like yeah, all the artists we love. Are, yeah, our favorite acts are awesome live. Like if I if I like a band and then they suck live, I like them yeah, significantly less. Yeah, we're, we're recently just sort of learning. But what are those things that we can do to increase our live performance? Yeah. I know. We're like constantly trying to improve yeah. it. We've been talking about it a long time. I think we're taking a much harder look at ourselves these days. Yeah. It, there's, nothing, there's, nothing more, um, there's nothing more humbling than watching videotape of yourself <laughs> on stage because, you, you know, you just. We, we talk about this all the time. It's like if you put your hand up in the air, like, you know, when you're singing, like to maybe enunciate a word or like a lyric. By the way, Trevor's doing a lot of gesticulation right now for those of you that yeah, can't see. Yeah. <laughs> if you put your hand up on the microphone. <laughs> He's great for radio. Um, it, you, like in your, in your mind, you think you're like thrusting your hand in the air and then you watch on video and, and you're like barely getting it above your head. And it like, it gives you like a whole new level of respect for people that are out there like at the top that are you know that are called like this is one of the best live acts you've ever seen you know you look at like Springsteen that's constantly called one of the best mm-hmm. live acts and you go and see him you're like I can't believe he's been doing this for so many years and he's still just as good as he ever was like if not better 
And you go, like we talked about Muse, you go and see Muse, you go and see... I watched a mid-80s Bon Jovi concert from England a, co uh, a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, man, these guys are like just great performers. They, uh, you know, say what you want about their music. It doesn't really matter. They were just like, they still are. They're just, they go out on stage and they just like give it all. Like, and it's hard, like, because everyone learns like how to play their instrument. And you want like people to be like, you know, as a, you know, you see bass players sometimes where you're like... I want everyone to understand how freaking cool that lick was that I just played. And it's like, no one cares. Unless it's like legitimately just, you know, like Flea is like one of the exceptions. Like when Flea plays bass, he's playing these intricate licks and also doing like freaking jump kicks, you know, while playing like these crazy 16th note licks. And he's a showman and a great player all at the same time. But he's, I mean, he's truly like one of the rare, rare bass players. Mm -hmm. And musicians, just in general. But the, the good, the really good bands, they're like actors up there. They're like dancers up there, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know if that sounds stupid to say they're like dancers, but that's, that's no. basically what they are. I mean, you got to do, you got to be like gesturing, and you got to be really, you got to be communicating with your whole body. And it's really, it's, it's weird when you're when you're doing it. I, I guess my thing was always. I always wanted to be real, right? Like I was always like, uh, you know, I don't want to like put on this like this fake show. I don't want to like like do this fake emotion or whatever. I want to just be really feeling it. I want to be real up there on stage and really getting into it and really feeling this passion. And then I realized when like looking back at video, like Trevor said, like as real as I'm feeling, unless I'm like doing certain things with my body, it doesn't look like anything. It looks like I'm not feeling shit. It looks like I'm just like, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but I've started like, too hard on yourself. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, it's, it's totally a different experience stepping outside yourself and watching yourself go through this stuff because in the moment i'm like yeah i'm, I'm rocking jamming out rocking you know everyone's loving it this. yeah yeah and then from an audience member it's just like i just look like a dude that's standing there sometimes i mean sometimes you can see it but so i mean i've been like i've been like standing in front of a mirror and like watching like working out like trying to figure out how i actually look when i do this stuff and do stuff with my arms and do this and that and how it actually looks because i think a big part of performance it's like a dance you know it's right. like you gotta like what feels over the top is actually right where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and it's 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 completely necessary for people to buy into what you're doing. It's like the it, when depending you, on what kind of music you're. I mean, if you're like shoegaze, then you just stare at your that. feet and like yeah. you just hit pedals all the time and stand yeah. and it's I'm, like reverb, max reverb, <laughs> less yeah. reverb, more yeah. max well, reverb. But it, pedal, you know, that, yeah, that artist yeah. I was talking about, Kimber. When I saw her, I mentioned this to the guys. One of the things that like really blew me away about her, she was so expressive with her hands, and she would. Like you would look, you'd look like across the audience, like that was on the floor of 600 people, and people are just like captivated. And she like clearly knows what she's doing, and she's worked on this. I mean, she's obviously a natural to a certain degree, but I think there there are few naturals out there that are just able, like even people that are naturals that have a certain level, like to take it to a level where they're recognized by everybody as being a legitimately great act. Things are worked out to a certain degree. How do we get on this originally? What were we talking about? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> it's probably you being a dick somehow. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I like being a dick, yeah. especially the people that aren't, uh, you know, expecting it. Yeah. You come up to a, somebody that just got off the stage or something, thinking they did a really good job, and yeah. even though they're really cool, I was like, wow, you guys aren't very fucking good. <laughs> That's Peter, do you remember when he uh, he said it? He saw he. He heard a lot of live bands on CD, but when he went to go see them, they were just horrible. 
Yeah. That's how we got him. Yeah, that's ah, how we got good on call, Devin. Ah, yes. He has the memory Devin here. He's, <laughs> he's, the, he's the wise man of the group. You haven't seen us live yet, so no. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually I, like I, telling I, people that my band sucks sometimes. Usually when I'm drunk, but I'll be like, yeah, I got this band Moyle. We suck. Yeah, we, we've had it. We've had some discussions <laughs> on this. Like, you can't do that because, like, you've got to actually convince them to it's come like to shows. It's like Primus, you know? Like, pri- everybody says, yells Primus sucks to try to get them out to come on stage. Like before the show, Primus sucks. Primus, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I mean P- Peter's always been a little bit self-deprecating, yeah. which <laughs> makes him more makes him pretty cool. <laughs> well, it looks like we are hitting about the forty-five minute mark. It's getting closer and closer to showtime, and we don't see any other bands yet. Yeah, that's wow. Really, the opening band isn't here yet. Yeah, that's a questionable awesome. to not good sign. Awesome. I can call up my buddy and maybe we can do some acoustic shit for you guys. Hey, <laughs> if it comes to that, we're fine with that. <laughs> I'll just go up there and sing a cappella. Corn a cappella. Would that be all right? I'll do the bass. All right. Let's, yeah, it looks like we've been talking enough. Good luck on editing. This has been Molehill. Guys, let everybody know where they can find you molehillmusic.com we are taking january and february off from touring but we will be back at it in march take a look free music on the website videos all that jazz check it out if you like it please tell a friend molehillmusic.com facebook.com slash molehillmusic yeah molehillmusic will take you to everything Everything. Everything. Hey, and thanks a lot for having us yeah robbie thank you thank you for coming out and talking to me and you know let me be a dick to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Cool. That's us signing off. We're going to play some molehill here in a second. Well, not a second in our world, but in your world, we'll play some molehill for you. All right. Thanks a lot, guys.